0: This is It Just Takes One, one person, one experience, one idea, one moment to change your life. Here's what's coming up on today's show.
1: So I think It Just Takes One means it just takes one opportunity, one moment to make that change, to make the pivot, or for somebody to come into your life, to give you that that one minute of confidence that pivots you in the other way.
0: Shrink Your Body, Grow Your Mind is the title of a book we recently published. It was written by Lori Sawyer and Karen McCormick. These two women were so fun to work with. They have such a special friendship. In fact, as you listen you're going to hear that they actually finish each other's sentences. Their energy is completely contagious, and I know that you're going to feel it for yourself as you sit back and enjoy their story. Hi, Lori and Karen. Welcome to It Just Takes One.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: I'm super psyched to have you on the show. I have worked with you over many years now, met you at the Todd Durkin Mastermind Group, Lori. Um Caught up with Karen through that group soon after that when you guys came along and then have had the pleasure of working with you on your book, Shrink Your Body, Grow Your Mind, which we are going to talk about in this interview. So I'm happy, happy, happy to have you on the show and share a little bit of your energy and your personality and your program and all of that with the audience First, I want to start with just getting, getting to know you a little bit more and giving the audience and the listeners a little bit more background on who you are and how you guys came together and started this company and this program and all of that. So whoever wants to start, Lori, you want to take the rein here and just talk a little bit about what, uh, what connected you, where did you come from, and how did you guys get connected?
1: Um, so my background is actually um, athletic training and sports medicine. So that's what I went to school for, Um, but I always had personal trained on the side, taught fitness classes on the side, and when I had my first child, I realized athletic training, number one, wasn't financially fabulous, and and number two, just that the scheduling didn't really work for me. Mm -hmm. So... I left athletic training. I still have my certification, and I still do per diem work here and there. Mm-hmm. but I left that I left that full time and started to personal train on the side, uh, teach some classes on the side around my my kids' schedule.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I was in California at the time, we moved back to New Jersey, where I grew up, mm-hmm. and I decided to pick up some clients. I was in the park with my stroller. And I saw some moms with strollers and we were chatting and they wanted me to do a little small group with them. And I started a little four person stroller class. <laughs> and every time we'd go to the park and we'd work out, someone else would want to join. So I was like, "All right, uh, I have no business background at this point. I'm coming, you know, out of uh, working at UCLA and working in an athletic training room. Mm-hmm. So I formed an LLC, really still not knowing what I was doing and just started you know, got some insurance and
2: start. Ever really know what you're doing? You just take it step by step. And you do. Just, you look back and you're like, I did that. You do, and yeah. I think
1: that one of the biggest reasons why things went so well is because we catered to the client. So when my stroller classes grew and I needed, I was pregnant with my second. I needed another instructor. Um, Karen sort of fell into my lap.
2: Yes, yeah, I fell through that. I was actually just just moved down here, was trying to re- recreate my personal training business. I was working at a local gym, and then I loved it, and I met some people. And some girl came up to me and said, hey, my friend needs a coach. Do you want to do stroller? And strangely enough, I had come from Hoboken and had done my own stroller version of what she was doing, because I, like her, had children, needed to create my schedule around them, didn't want to pay for babysitting, wanted them near me, so you create things that work for you. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I started teaching myself. I don't actually think I met you. I think I was teaching her stroller classes and didn't actually ever really. For need a while.
1: Me. Yeah. You were teaching. And, I was just um, a Karen
2: and she was just a Lori. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like I was teaching some of her classes. And then I it just, again, you don't know where it come from, but it's snowball. So it went from her stroller class to people are interested in running. So now she created this running group. Right. So I we, running. Yeah.
1: So we created a running group and we created on, uh, on the beach boot camps because my moms now had kids that were in preschool mm. and still wanted to work out with us. So I just went with the need of what the clients wanted. And so bootcamp started on the beach and then someone wanted to run a 5k and Karen was a runner. So Karen coached the 5k group and we became very friendly with that. And as everything grew, um, people wanted nutrition. There was that missing nutrition point. And I had worked with someone in California on nutrition and had a certification and Karen was doing stuff at the gym she was at and was certified. And that was
2: parallel lives that really never crossed, but we were sort of every step, like she's saying, taking the needs of what our clients had, because we had the same similar client base and they always, their progression was the same as our progression. So we just went with them. And then we finally, came together. I think we were both talking about it one day. She had clients that had a need for it. I had clients that had a need for it. We talked about her version of nutrition and my idea of nutrition. When we combined it, it was this beginnings
1: of clean cut,
2: yes. really. And it just sort of happened.
1: Yeah, I think we had maybe eight or 10 women who wanted to do a like a program. So we threw what I knew together and what Karen knew together and created this six-week program. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it started off like, you know, with eight girls sending emails once a week mm-hmm. and, maybe having a phone call or meeting up in the park and then someone's cousin wanted to join from Connecticut. So then we did online calls and things grew, but then, and Facebook, you know, then we added a Facebook page. So that's sort of, um, my, uh, my story on how we got to be where we are right now, um, with clean cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and,
2: and mine's pretty parallel. I mean, I think I, I'm just saying like bouncing off her. We had the same story getting there and, um, Mine, I started differently. I didn't really start in, in health and fitness. I actually started in advertising. Always wanted to be a personal trainer. My mom was like, "You're going to college. You're not being a personal trainer." Fast forward six years in the business of advertising, which was super fun. When I everyone was freaking out over a period at the end of the sentence, I was like, "I can't. I can't do this anymore. I just. I can't. I, this is. This is not. I can't be worried about this." And I still love fitness. I was still into fitness. I got certified, and I ended up taking the path that I originally wanted. So. Fast forward. I have my personal training. I start to do nutrition. I'm with my clients rebuilding. Lori and I connect through this way, and it started so small, and it was this, it really was. It was so small, and it mm-hmm. was like I wasn't even
1: comfortable on Facebook yet, and we just started this connection. She wouldn't even like. She wouldn't post on Facebook. She wouldn't like. Yeah. You were, I'm like, yeah. mommy, we, we have to do a phone call. She's like, what do you mean we have to do I a know, phone call? I was like, <laughs>
2: panicking. I was panicking. But like the idea for me where, where the nutrition came in for me was um, my relationship with food was really unhealthy for a really, really, really long time. And I had battled and I had my own dark secrets. And everyone always asked me, what do you do? What do you do? And I didn't have a real answer because I just wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. So when I finally was sick of feeling that way and I grew up at 40, um, I realized that I needed to understand, educate myself on food. So, cause it shouldn't be that scary and it shouldn't be that hard. And it shouldn't be such a, such a struggle to stay healthy and thin and where you want to be and enjoy food. So I started educating myself more on food and Lori had this whole great idea and her background of her social media. And then my ideas, and it just got bigger and made more sense. And the science came in and over five years, it went from like, This is what I do to, this is why we do what we do. And then Mm -hmm. testing it out on ourselves, finding some new science and then practicing it before I preached it and feeling like I finally had a better, healthy relationship with food where for me, I feel like the business on my side got bigger was when I didn't have any more dark secrets. Mm
0: -hmm. Lori
2: just, she never had a dark secret. She just wanted to make this. She's she's like, can we have something? And I was like, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think once I was comfortable and I was confident
1: in what we were really doing, I believed in it and we just took, took it off and we went running. And I think that's a big reason why we're, where we are today too, is because we come from that parallel background, but very different backgrounds. And uh, Karen's very strong at one thing. I'm strong at something else. And we, it's, it's not a competition. We're in it for the same thing. And and there's, it, no it, there's no judgment. There's no judgment. It just
2: judgment against each It other. just
1: works. And you know, I've I've been in a, a a partnership before that that maybe didn't work out. And you know, it just it's not. It, it, it's scary. A lot of partnerships don't work out. But this, there is. We we really have something. A really good relationship. And we really do.
2: Like if it really, really is something that's important to Lori, I'm not gonna fight her on it. If it's that important to her, it's important to me, and she feels the same way. And uh, like she was saying, like her strengths are, are my weaknesses, and my strengths are her weaknesses. So like I have to talk her off of a ledge sometimes because she's sitting and <laughs> oh, I'm like, no big deal. Yes, right. But I'm, like, I'm, I'm having a panic, panic attack. attack. But you know, you have to put me in front of the camera, and she's like, take a deep breath, ready, one, two, three, go. And she like makes me laugh because she knows I just—it's not my comfortable space—but she forces me to do it over and over again. And I've grown a lot just knowing Lori because I don't think I'd ever would have attempted to think I could write a book. Lori thought we could write a book four years ago, and I was like, "No, no one wants to hear what we have to say, or I can't do that, or how do we make that happen? How do you get it on paper? Who's gonna listen?" And she just wouldn't let it go, and because um, <laughs> she she believed in it. And again, I wasn't ready to believe in it because I wasn't believing in myself. Mm-hmm. So once I was comfortable, I was like, "Let's
1: yes, yes, we can say." something. I think you also had a few really big life changes yes, that have that that change that that, that really. I did it pivoted you. I did they pivoted me. <laughs> I had some major major life changes like divorce
2: and and those are those things change you and mm-hmm. um mine changed me for the better because I actually was toxic. So it's actually, a lot of it all goes together, right? Bad relationship, bad relationship with food, your old habits come back, all those things all happen. So when I finally broke away from it and woke up at 41 day and was like, oh my God, I didn't lose myself completely. I was ready to regain myself back and it all, and Laura by my side the whole time. And she never let go. Even when I was going through a divorce and she was like, are you sure? Are you ready? Do you want to do this? And I was like, I got it,
1: I got it. She would just, I know that she was probably frustrated with me, but she just held on really tight. And then we got to the other side. Well, there was points where, I felt selfish because I knew she was going through a hard time, but I knew that I couldn't do this myself. Right. So, and I knew that we could do this together. I don't know if I could do it with anybody else. So it was one of those, like, you know, I'd call her and be like, all right, let's do X, Y, and Z. She said, I just, I I can't right now. I have to do X, Y, and Z with my life. And that was okay, again, if it was important to her in her life, it was, I feel... But Laura would just do it. She would just do it and then
2: she'd just touch base and then she'd be like, you got this one, I would get this one. Whatever I could do, I would do. Um, It wasn't as big as this as it is now. Um, But it was was growing. It was still growing at that point. But maybe
1: like this was the right time. Right. You know, you always have to go back and believe there's a right time for everything. Sometimes it's really hard to believe that. You know, you really... It's really hard sometimes when you want something so bad. Sometimes it's really hard to think that everything everything happens for a reason. When, you know, but... In this, I do believe in this instance, it, I think that Karen is has changed a lot, you know, for the better. And not that. No, I, do, bad I, prior, I, I, but but I actually think I'm back to who I was before yeah, the relationship. Yeah. And I think that's why that's why everything came full circle and that's why everything came together now. Yeah.
0: There's so many lessons in, in everything that you just said and just listening to you. And I'm thinking the listeners hearing this are probably resonating with several of the things that you said. Uh, one being that, you, you were moms, and you were just trying to fit your schedule to meet your needs so that you could still be with your kids, and I think so many listeners out there would love to be able to do that, uh, and and that when you do do that, things actually occur that that grow, and, and there's a real positive element to it, so I, I think there's a, a lesson to be learned in in that. Also, um, you were talking about that you didn't know, what you, you didn't know about running a business. And, and Karen, you said, well, when you, you don't never really know. You just kind of take your steps and, and then you get there. I mean, such a great lesson, again, for the listeners to think if there is something out there that you feel like there's a need you can fulfill, you don't have to have all the answers at the beginning. Just do something and start walking down that path.
1: My and so he always say to me it doesn't have to be perfect like i'd be like mm-hmm. trying to figure out the perfect social media post or the perfect picture or oh you know the dog is in the background and he's like they don't know what, it doesn't have to be perfect it has to be something that resonates with people and, I, and he would always say that to me and that always stood with me that does not have to be perfect you just got to go with it because perfect's boring
0: is boring. Yes. Perfect, perfect is that, that, boring. That
1: would easier yeah, for um the title, something, in the, book. So something I, in the book. I think Tyra Banks has rights to perfect is boring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that you said that I think is, is something that would resonate with the audience is that dark secret, Karen, that you're talking about. And that that un just not knowing. There's so much information out there about food, and there's so much information about what we should eat, and it it seemingly changes from month to month sometimes. So <laughs> oh, this is it, and it really this does. in, and that's out. It
2: really does.
0: Talk a little bit more about that. Obviously, it goes to what your your part of what your book is about, um, that nutrition piece. But there's some education in there as well. Talk about how you the, the, the feeling of not knowing and then how you learned and, and what your philosophy is on nutrition now.
2: Okay. So when I, when I didn't understand food, um, you know, you just limit, you limit, you deprive yourself of things. Um, You think just low fat, fat free. You think, you know, you're not thinking nutritionally. You're not thinking, you don't look at your food and think, what, is this a good source of energy for me? You just look at it and go, is it going to make me fat? And you have no idea and you don't understand it. But like, It's not going to make the fat, so I'm going to eat that. Or I just exercise more and I'll fix that. But when you actually start to educate yourself and understand why you eat the food that you eat and how those foods actually keep you full, that you're not constantly having this conversation in your head about food, it's such a relief to not constantly think about what's happening next or constantly craving or not really ever being able to stay in that moment because you're so consumed with what's next rather than being able to be comfortable in your own skin actually feeding your body the right energy so that your energy that you're giving out in that moment is the right energy. So when I started to realize that food, and when I saw food as my source of energy, not as my my demon and my enemy, it changed the way I looked at food. So I actually was like, I want to eat that because that's going to do X, Y, and Z for me. Or I'm looking forward to that because that's going to give me this type of energy. So when I changed the way I viewed my plate, and understood what was going to happen in my body when I ate it, I enjoyed it, I slowed down, I paused before making a different decision, and I practiced it, I had to practice it. And trust me, when I practiced it, it was not an easy thing for me to do to stop looking at the fat content on the side of a label. It was a hard thing for me to trust that when it said 10 grams of fat and one gram of sugar that I wasn't gonna get fatter. And it was a really, really hard thing for me to do. And I just had to read and read and understand it and practice it and try it. And all of a sudden I was getting leaner. I was fuller. I felt better. I was sleeping better. And I wasn't in this constant fight and battle with food. So it was learning that it was energy, not just something that's social or fun or poison or my enemy. And when I learned that I, I liked to fuel myself with healthy food, which led to more education and practice. So that's, for me, that's where it all fell. And I do have, I mean, listen, I still have some demons. I don't like to feel full. I don't like, you know, there are certain things that, but I've never been triggered back to a place that I was so dark for me because I know exactly what I'm putting in my body and I trust it.
0: And I think part of that is that deconditioning, right? We've been conditioned to think that fat is evil (laughs) and in, and the, you know, that's, that's through advertising and through, you know, just the, the way that the, the, scientific studies had been interpreted in in all of that. So now there's this recognition that fat is not actually evil. It's a source of energy. How do you use that as you teach nutrition? How, how do you work with that concept and help decondition people to see it in a different way?
1: So I think, you know, we, we say our six week program is just a start because it takes a long time to create new habits So what we'll say to people is everything you thought you knew about nutrition, throw it out, throw it out and let's start fresh. And we just keep having to remind people to trust. We use the word trust a lot. We use the word balance choices, pause, trust. So we want them to balance out their foods. We want them to make those smarter choices. Choose to put X, Y, and Z in your body. Take the pause and really think and look at the label or before you eat X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, real. It's it's really about creating a new habit, and I think I'm gonna piggyback on what Lori said
2: when she said that we always start with, um, you know, erase everything that you think you know. Because mm-hmm. everything that you think you know? If if you get stuck on that, you're never gonna succeed in our program because it's it's really is probably opposite of everything that you thought you knew because that those were st- those were stages, right? Like fat free, sugar free. You know, the the the. Uh, Atkins diet, which I'm not against. I'm not against, I'm against fat-free, sugar-free because it's chemicals. So I'm gonna let Lori jump on that because I think a huge part of it is, for us, is the foods that you're putting in your body are whole, real foods and you're not having any chemicals. And people are like, yeah, but it says no sugar. But we're like, okay, but but just because it says no sugar doesn't mean there's not aspartame in it. And understand that when you read that food label, just because the food label says what you want it to say, the ingredients don't say what your body wants it to say. So your body's reading those ingredients. And if it's not, if you don't understand it, nor does your body, so it's only going to store it as fat. You can't trick your body, right? You can you can do little life hacks to help your body that we have in our book and, and in our program, which are so easy and free and so fun. But um, I, I believe that,
1: you know, we always believe that you cannot possibly outsmart your body if you're putting chemicals in your body and that's one reason we really do like again the educational piece comes in which is I think one reason why we're different is we're trying to give them after six weeks the educational components to change your lifestyle it's not just oh in six weeks you're going to be x y and z and you're done goodbye so teaching them how to read their food labels and under teaching them about chemicals and not only to read the fat and the sugars and the fiber and everything else, but actually understanding the ingredients that are under ingredients. And I'm really passionate about chemicals doing chemicals in your food actually causing disease. I I strongly, strongly believe that. I strongly believe that um, there's a reason there is a cancer outbreak in our age group in that forties and fifties age group right now. Um, I do believe some of it has to do with food. I really do. And when you're, again, as Karen was saying, putting these chemicals in your body and people are reading their labels and they're saying, but it says low fat or, you know, um, there's again, there can't, their cells don't know what to do with it, so their body is rejecting it. The cells are breaking down, and then they can't fight fight any of those, um, you know, cancer causing, disease causing things in your body. And then every system is jammed up. Yeah, right? So,
2: like, if your gut's not healthy, that means the message to your brain isn't healthy. And again, this goes through all this research that we've been doing because your gut is actually your second brain. So if you're not taking care of yourself, all the message you really are causing a huge traffic jam in your body. And then that traffic jam doesn't know what to do. So everything pauses and halts. So nothing feels good. You don't digest well. You don't sleep well. Your hair's not good. Your skin's not good. Your energy is down. Imagine feeling like the traffic jam just lifted and everything's moving the way it's supposed to. That feels really good. It doesn't take six weeks. Six weeks helps you understand why and how to do it. It will take you a solid, I would say a solid year of being consistent with our program to genuinely just be a well-oiled machine yeah yeah you know if you're coming into it healthy maybe six months but like to undo as many years as you've just done doesn't take six weeks our six weeks is teaching you what you need to undo it for the rest of your life
1: that's where i would say our program 100 and i do think um yeah, there is a limit to how much fat you should have a day, too. Sure. I mean, too much fat is bad as well. Which is the so, which, which is balance. <laughs> so in the program, we're teaching people when to eat your healthy fats, when the complex carbs come in, um, about sugar and what's too much sugar and what foods have more sugar. And so everything comes in, and that's where that word balance comes. And fruits counts as sugar. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> that's where the choices comes, where, you know, if you know you're going out you know, when you're going to have your cheat and you're going to have X, Y, and Z, then you need to balance out your day before your day after. You have to make sure you get your workout in. And you know, if you're going to, you know, have a really big complex carb for dinner, we're going to sort of balance that out the next day. And you know, those are the kind of tools that we give. So you have the balance and know when to make your healthy choices. So you can make that pivot. I do. I,
2: I do believe our program gives you freedom. Yeah. Yeah, there's a freedom to have life and real life and social life. We don't want you to feel like you need to lock yourself in a room for six weeks and, and then come out and think that you figured it out. Well, on our live programs, we have calls all the time and we say, we need you to practice your real life with us. Yeah. If you love your coffee in the morning with sugar and cream and you've tried it with almond milk and you've tried it and you said, I'll just get through six weeks with it, you will not ever keep that habit. So let's have your coffee the way you like to have your coffee and figure out how else we work it around your life so that you can enjoy that thing. So we always say, please practice what you're going to do for the rest of your life, and right. let's work it out together. Because if you, t- if you think you're going to do something for just six weeks, then your head is not in the right spot. Yeah.
1: You're not going to get there. And that's one of our alumni. Yeah, and her biggest thing, it was amazing. We were on a call, and we like to bring some of our, like a, we call them our alumni or tribe back. And we have a few that are really passionate. They're awesome, and they, they jump on, and they, they pump up the new people in the group. And she, she said, she goes, if you love you know, cream in your coffee, whatever it is. I, I drink cream in my coffee um, and you are gonna take it out and you think that, oh, I'll just do this because I have to for six weeks. You're not changing a habit. You're not creating a new habit. So in the program, it's making sure that the things that you are choosing and the choices that you're making will work for you in your lifestyle. And that's sort of a goal too, is, you know, bringing foods in your lifestyle. Like I know I eat my, a different snack on days that I'm out of the house, not working at the gym versus when I'm home working. So it's finding the choices that work in your lifestyle Um, different days
0: and I want to share a quote from the book that kind of sums up what you guys are talking about right here it says small pivots lead to big changes every time you make a food choice it will be mindful this type of practice may lead you lead into other parts of your life when you're kind to yourself with the food you choose you will find it easier to be kind to yourself in other facets of your life when you feel clear and focused you will find you are a better mother father friend, son, employee, etc. Perhaps you will exercise and socialize more or even treat yourself to a massage. Clean cut is real life, not just food.
2: Yep. It's true. That's it. <laughs> that's real <good>. Well said. <laughs> think- oh, like We wrote that. <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, just to anyone that's listening, and you will probably nod your head. When you feel good, you want to do things. Yeah. You want to go out with your friends. You want to do, you don't want to hide and get in your sweatpants. You don't want to avoid the com- the, the conversation. You, you don't want, you don't stand there and talk to people and think like, what do I look like? What do I feel like? You're in it. You're there and you're focused and you're feeling good. Like I said, right from the beginning, like when you, everything's right and you're putting out, you're putting in the right energy, you're putting out the right energy. So it goes along. It does, it just bleeds into everything else because I'm trust me, when you wake up in the morning and you've conquered Monday and you're in Tuesday now, it's Tuesday morning and your kids ask you for something, you're not sent off immediately because you're angry about what you ate the night before. You're not, you're not future tripping and you're going, oh my God, this is going to be like, I got this. I have a plan today and I feel good. So like, you don't get derailed. Yeah. You know, trust me. I mean, you step on a Lego, you're going to scream. I'm not saying that <laughs> it's not real life, we panic and, and have our moments when we're running late, but it makes them all a little bit easier. It just makes everything a
1: little bit easier when you're clean. When you feel good.
0: Uh, it's so true. And I think that is really a piece that people don't think about of how... It affects and impacts every facet of your life. Right. I also think people want the plan, right? They, they they get it. They hear you and they say, yes, they're right. You're. A, but how do I actually do it? And one of the things, one of the many things I love about your book is that the plan is literally step-by-step step in here for them. The six-week program is completely laid out with an educational component, to begin with teach them then the menu guide so you know exactly what to eat when and then the recipes so you actually know how to make the things mm-hmm. that you're going to eat mm-hmm. so that six-week program is literally laid out step by step for somebody in this book
2: and I think what, what happens for me like when I was reading through the book the final time you know you, you want to make a thousand edits because every <laughs> time you're reading it you think you have a different idea how you want to say it but for me when when you start to understand the education of it and you you make different choices of your food, when you understand that all of the educational pieces link to each other because our body is an actual system, it's not its own educational component. Like your insulin goes along with your good fat, goes along with your probiotic, goes along with your healthy gut, like they all circle back around. and, And that's where I think the connection or disconnect comes for people when they think about the choices of food that they're going to make. They all are chosen for a reason in a different ratio in our book so that you have the correct amount of fat, the correct amount of complex carbohydrate, the correct amount of fruit, if there is even fruit, because fruit does not need to be in your life, people. And it's, it's, you know, it's, I, for me, when I read it again, I went back, I go, it does, it all, it, I got, I hope the message comes across that the education component are not their own individual, they all link to each other. And it really is about your source of energy. And it's certainly pleasure. And there's no reason that food does it has to be boring
0: it's also delicious. Go so ahead. full disclosure, I have made many of your recipes already. I have done your detox soup. I have done your egg avocados. My husband loves them. I have done your egg cups. I did your chicken and salsa. So I have tried out many of your recipes. They're delicious. So even as you're looking at the food and you're thinking, oh, healthy food, sometimes people have that thought that healthy food doesn't taste good. And that's simply not true. I'm going to tell you your recipes are delicious, <laughs> but isn't that another barrier that you have to break down when you're saying healthy eating and the the stereotypes that come along with that that people come to you with saying, "Well, oh, I don't know if I really want to eat just healthy foods because what I'm about sure. all those good that- foods that I want to eat?"
1: I think that that's where the balance comes in. The word balance comes in is that. When you find, and this is one big thing we push, is that you have to find things that satisfy you and that you enjoy, or you will not stay with it. So if you have that witching hour at three o'clock, And you're finding that the snack that you're having is just not doing it for you. You need to find something else at that hour that's more satisfying for you. So that's where those choices come into play. Making sure that the food you're eating is you like, you enjoy them. I always say to people, if there's salmon on the menu, if you don't like salmon, don't ever eat salmon. Because again, don't do anything for six weeks. You don't want to practice for the rest of your life. So subbing out those proteins, you can do this entire program vegetarian, you're just subbing out different proteins. So making those choices and subbing out, making sure you have the balance, um, making sure your foods are satisfying. And, you know, we give you satisfying snacks at night if you're a night snacker. Um, we give you tools when you go out and you have that cheat and you go out and enjoy that cheat because you can have a cheat. You can, one cheat is not going to derail you. It's when you have the cheat and you move on to the next day and you're not ready. And then I'll oh, forget it. I'm just going to eat this. And you spiral out of control. So there's ways to eat around those sheets. There's ways to have those fun foods that you like. But most importantly, to live the lifestyle, you have to find the food that satisfies you and that you truly enjoy.
2: And I think a lot of people like when they first say like, like we've had many people that like, I like to say that they eat like a child, right? Like they don't like anything. <laughs> you know, those people that like, they just like pizza, peanut butter and jelly and chicken nuggets. And, like, they're adults. Um, so I, I think that like when we have this thing, when, when someone's like, do I just have to eat kale? I'm like you never have to eat kale. I don't care if you eat kale. Like I, but we're gonna find other foods that get you vitamins. So I think that the, the big thing that we get our pushback that we'll get from people is oh, that, like you're saying, that that healthy food is boring. Or do I have to be in my kitchen all the time? Right. That's mm-hmm. where I was really going next. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason you have to be in your kitchen all the time. No. We have so many. First of all, easy recipes that you can do. For bulk reasons, and we teach you how to prep for it so that you're not in the kitchen all the time. We set up a system, just like our body's a system, that works for you. And um, you know, the supermarkets are so easy now. You don't have to spiralize anything, everything's spiralized. You know, like I love when people say, I can't believe I have spiralized noodles and not pasta. I never thought that I would actually want them more. That's a win. That's a win for us. That is a huge pivot. They practiced that for a really long time to truly not think about the pasta anymore until they were genuinely going to the, the restaurant they loved and were having and, and planning to have that pasta. I love when those people that had a bagel all the time say to me, I look forward to my sprouted toast with my avocado and cause I know it's my right source of energy and how I feel after. So those moments are huge for both of us. When you can really take something you never thought that you would ever not think about, and it's
1: so not on your radar anymore, you want And when you're, you know, we're talking about prepping and stuff too, and not being in the kitchen all the time. And like Karen said, the grocery stores have things spiralized already. You can go into a health food store, or even like your bigger grocery store, and there's pre-made healthy options now. There's hard-boiled eggs in the airport, people. You can get hard-boiled eggs in the airport. You can get hummus in the airport. You can get nuts in the airport. Um, and then also, we've been lucky enough locally to partner with a um a clean meal delivery service that we've been through a few um that we were not satisfied with we found somebody that we love right now that his food is excellent um and it's clean and he's working with us on some of our recipes he ended up making our egg roll bowl this week which was really cool and we're getting texts like off the hook love like guy, i just Adam. had a bite of, <laughs> of masala, and it was a, a unbelievable he's a very good cook
2: and, and you know, we have certain, we have certain ingredients that we push and we are very passionate about. And I sat with him before we went into business with him before we signed any contract. I said, are you willing to listen? And he's like, I'm willing to listen. I don't know the science. I just like to cook. And I was like, great. So he was willing to listen and try it out in his kitchen. And he was like, doesn't taste any different to me. I'm in. So those small changes for us made us feel like we just gave our members one more thing to make this easier. So now if you don't, if you can't prep, somebody drops food at your house on Monday night, you have food for three days. So you don't have to think about prepping at all. Right. So- but prep comes easy too. You can also go to your local market and buy, th- this is, I love this one. Veggies but like, are chopped yeah. already easy. Or I'm like, go to your supermarket, get get um, get their tuna salad. And they're like, wait, I can have real mayo. I'm like, let's go back to basics. Erase everything <laughs> you think you know about nutrition and let us teach you. Mm-hmm. So like, there's no reason you can't go to your deli and get their, get their tuna salad. I want you to have real mayo. So it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be gourmet. It just has to be real. So it doesn't have to come out of your kitchen. As long as you trust that deli that you go to right. and you trust your supermarket, then you can trust your food. Right. So it doesn't have to be you in the kitchen.
1: And that's where the um, ingredients come in. You're reading your labels again. Right, right. You know, you would go to the deli and look at the ingredients. You would go, you know, to the those prepackaged stuff at the health food store and just make sure. They're probably fine, but that's where learning what your ingredients are about. Yeah. So it's the educational piece coming back full circle.
0: And, and ultimately, it's the results that speak. So I just want to share some of the results that I have read. Um, some of these are on the back of the book. The first one is, I can button my blazer. This is huge for me. And this person said, I told Lori and Karen when I started this journey, my goal was to button my blazer. It was not about a number on the scale. And he got there. Um, another one said, I cannot say enough good things about this program. I learned a tremendous amount. What I was taught, I consider life-changing. I can't tell you how rewarding it is when I see people I haven't seen in a while and they can't believe my transformation. I mean, one after another. This one is great. I had chronic hip pain, and now five weeks into the challenge, I have absolutely no pain. So these people aren't talking about how many pounds they lost. They're not talking about the number on a scale. They're talking about life-changing transformation, buttoning a blazer, Especially this guy happens to work for an airline and it's important that he looks good and he's probably got to have that buttoned, right? Um, and this person with hip pain. I mean, how much do those things impact your life? But just by changing your nutrition just yep. a little bit, small pivots yep. have that tremendous impact and result.
1: We've had people come back to us and say, I got my blood work done and X, Y, and Z is so much better and the doctor wanted to know what I did. And you know, all they did was change their eating habits.
2: I'll bump into people that'll say, okay, so since I've su- since I've done your program last, I've tried act that, 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 and I always go back to your program because it works. Yep. And I'm like, great. Now you just have to do it for, you know, the rest of your life. Now you have, have to, yeah, <laughs> stick with it.
0: <laughs> now it's no longer a program. It's a lifestyle and just keep on it. <laughs>
2: they can compare it and they they say they say and I think it goes back to what we were saying before there's a freedom in it there's there's life to be left there's life to to have like we want you to live a life and yeah. I love food I love really good french fries so when I eat them I know exactly where I'm going to get them because they're worth it but it's not what it's not once a week it's maybe once a month but when I do it I love it and I enjoy it and I don't feel bad about it and that's a huge thing for someone like me because that's where my head comes in where my 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 devil was right I don't feel bad about it anymore I planned for it I knew what I was doing I know what I'm doing tomorrow I got this I know how to get right back to even. yep so because I live it we live it right so I love certain things and I love ice cream when I go get ice cream I get real ice cream and I get a kitty cup you know I I don't try to fake my body with these you know low fat bars that when I read the chemicals in it I'm like well that's just fat I might as well go get a large sundae (laughs) right so we, we, we love when people learn it and they start to text us, like, can I have this? And I'm like, I'm not going to answer the question. You tell me, do you think you can have it? And they start to read it. They go, no. I go, go to Carvel, get some ice cream all day. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you said I could. I'm like, of course you can. Like, well, what are you going to do tomorrow? So I think when you hear that and you really understand the education behind it and you start, you can, you can create your own menu. You can create your own meals and you know what food looks like and what it's supposed to feel like. So I think that, and learning your triggers are a huge part. Right. Right. Understanding what triggers you to go back to a bad place. You know what? I want to stop my feet and have ice cream every single day, but I can't. So if something triggers you, you have to be really mindful of it and grow up. Maybe you can't have it.
1: Yeah. And it I think, sends you off. It sends you off. Yeah. And I think again, that's where our program is different than the others is that it's the educational piece, the educational piece mm-hmm. that comes in. Mm-hmm um, creates that lifestyle versus we've had people come with a certain program that's out there now and say, I did this and it worked, but it, I just can't maintain that. There, there, there's no wiggle room and that's not life. Life, you need to be able to have your glass of wine and you need to be able to have, um, you know, your French fries and your ice cream, but you have to be able to learn how to work
2: around that. Yeah. And we've had people that have done things and they've had a book in hand and they followed a to a T, and they struggled to lose three pounds in a month. They did, I mean, when I, and, and I'm like, are you lying? Did you really do it? Or you kind of did it? And they said, no, I really, really did it. I just still don't understand what I'm doing. So that was huge for us when they take our program that they had a contact. There were people, they had people in the group doing it that they could email and text with and, and Facebook with. So they had questions, like if they had a question, they had an answer. So they didn't make the decision they thought was right. They actually made the right decision. And they've lost, I mean, who was, she lost what, 15 pounds? Well. Mm-hmm. The one, I forgot her name, but I don't know where we're supposed to say she was she was the one that just did the program and then just came to us. Remember she called us that one day? I think it was Courtney, but I don't know her Yes, name okay.
0: that. <laughs>
2: <know> <laughs> so um, you know, she but she she asked enough questions yes. because she was so ready. She wanted to learn. And if you really want to learn, we're where are we're your, we're your girls? Cause we, we want you to learn. We want it. We want to set you free. <laughs>
0: well, that's it's exactly right. We want to set you free. That's a beautiful statement. And, and it really, you know, I've got the book in my hand. I'm showing it to you as you're looking at me here. Um, there is a lot of education in the book and there is a lot of that back information that helps people understand it. Let's talk a little bit about the book. A lot of times people listening in on this podcast have a dream of writing a book and for lots of reasons, they say, I don't think I can do that, or people don't want to hear what I have to say, or I don't know how to write, or somebody else has already written that. Let's talk about your experience of actually writing this book. Did you have some of those doubts when you began? And what would you say to those people who are listening who might still have those kinds of doubts?
1: (laughs) So I, as we grew the program, and as was on paper, and as I'm looking at this, I knew that this could be something that we could put in a book. It, it definitely was going that route. We had no idea at that time how we were going to do that. But as we tweaked the program and as we created this program, and you know, every year or so, we would tweak something in it. We would take feedback from the clients. We would make it better. We would really, it took us a while to make it how, how we really wanted it. We would
2: learn something new. We'd learn right. A new piece of information. And just education. like you
1: said, um, you know, this food's good for you this week. This food's bad for you next week. So we sort of weeded out the, what ifs and really took the solid education and what we had learned and put that in the book. And it took us, it, it was like three or four years of just like sort of writing this and going back to it and making changes and working the program. And it was a good like, it was probably a good three years we had an, so and we had a years. manuscript. I and remember
2: sitting at Lori's table where we're sitting right now and I remember she was so jet set on writing this book. And I was like, okay. We're writing a book. Okay. Let's do it. let's write. A book. So we sit down and we started going through, and we, start, we you know we just took our program. We went out like by chapter. So our six weeks became six chapters, right? And then we added on to the beginning of it, like understanding why you need good fat. We need to explain what foods you could have and what you can't. So it started to just become a lot of different information that we had already had written right. for our challenges that we were running, right? We had. A drive, and still do have a drive of documents that we've written and written and written, like whether it's about apple cider vinegar or about insulin, to educate our members while we were teaching them in our course. So all all those writing pieces sort of came together, and um, but I looked at it and it was so daunting to me. Like Lord, like like (laughs) I mean, she was like so gung ho, like this laser focus, and I was like completely like sunken in my chair, like. I, there's no way that we could do this. I can't possibly understand. I don't even know where to start or how to put this together. I can't even spell.
1: Like, <laughs> let alone write a book.
2: So we started, we kind of, kind of pushed it aside for a long time. We didn't push it aside. Kind of
1: said, I really want to write this book. But then that's where you came into play. That's when I met Kelly. Mm-hmm. And at the Mastermind Retreat, and I remember sitting at lunch at the table outside and having a conversation with you, and it was just when Scripter, I think, was, was was a little bit newer. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we have something on paper, but it's it's not really finished, and you're like, you know, just, well, when you get something, send it over. Let, let, let's look at it. And then I think six months went by, and then we we're at the next mastermind retreat, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I really, this is really something I really wanna do, and that's, I think, when we talked a little more. And I came home. Were you with me that time? No,
2: no, no. I was not with her. You were not with <laughs> <him>. oh, <laughs> <my favorite laughs> me. I think we having this conversation with you. And but I was like, like oh She oh finally gathered all of her information and came with her case. She <laughs> her call, She's like, we have a call. I think we could do this. I don't even know how much it costs, but I really think we could do this. And, I, and, and when you it, when you get to know Lori, when she's in, she's zippy in and it's fantastic and it's a great energy. So I'm sitting next to her in my like, you know, well, okay, Lori, let's see what you got. And we did one of these little Zoom calls and we were talking and it got me jazzed up. When I realized that there was gonna be help behind it, when I realized I wasn't physically going to have to write this right. and figure out how to produce it and figure out how to get it into a store, like. The whole thing seemed so overwhelming to me. It's not that I didn't have a message to send. And it's not that I didn't think people would get something out of the book. I just didn't know how to ever make all those pieces come together. Yep. So we sent you basically like, we had a lot done. We just filled in some holes and sent it to you. And your group put it together in such a way that like I said before, when I look at it, when I look back at it, it all looped back together. And I was like, Oh, they did it. And there was editing and there was adding to be had and that there was a ton of work in it. And there were deadlines and there were things that you had to meet and which you needed. If you don't have those things and have that
1: guidance or that deadline, you sit back in your chair and go, this is overwhelming. Yeah. And I was always taught and with a very strong mentor in college. She said to me, you have to have a, you have to have an umbrella over you. You have to have a team. You can never do it all yourself.
2: That's cool.
1: And that is what scripture was to us was we had this product and didn't know what to do with it. And realizing we need, we need a team on this. Yeah. And the guidance that Scripter gave us um, from the cover to yeah. you know, what should be on the back to where you should put um, you know, our fun um, tip boxes right. in the book. And it you know, just really um, set a comfort level to say we could do this.
2: And I think what was really cool about it is that the information that we sent over to Scripter, they didn't change our words. Right. They didn't change our message. They didn't rewrite it. No, like, nothing. So it felt really good when it came back and it was just in a very organized fashion, but still our words, which I was thrilled with because I didn't know, are we going to send this off and they're going to make this like very robotic because we're not robotic. And I wanted it to be a lighthearted read and I wanted it to be an easy read and I wanted to have aha moments in it. And I was afraid of that. And um, so I'm going to say a very funny story. So Lori, you know, is very vocal. She's very much on social media and she loves to tell everybody what she's doing. I, she loves it. She's great at it. She's, again, her strength, my weakness. So Lori posts up the, the, the cover of the book. I don't even know if you know this. She posts up the cover of the book on one of our social medias. I get my phone blowing up from my family. My brother's like, you wrote a book? And I go, oh yeah, it's coming out like that in like two weeks. He's like, what? He's like, this is mom, do mom and dad know? I'm like, no, I don't think so. So my mother calls me. She's like, did I just hear that you wrote a book? And I was like, she goes, who are you? And I was like, I don't know. She goes, why didn't you say anything? And I, you know, and then it obviously went from that funny moment to the, because I was nervous Mm -hmm. because I was nervous to be judged by it. I was nervous that it wasn't really going to happen. So when the hardcover finally came into my hands, I was ready to talk about it. It's again, it's my mentality, right? Like when I'm ready, I'm ready. When I'm not, I'm not. So for me, seeing Mm -hmm. it and feeling it and reading it and and really feeling good about it, was good. But then for everyone else to see it was scary for me. Like, I, I, I'm I, like, oh, wow, there's gonna be a lot of opinions and a lot of questions. And <laughs> am I, you know, and then you think like, but I know it. And like, yeah, I'm, I know this. I wrote this. I'm okay with the questions because I believe this. I live it. And, I, and I'm in that place. But yeah, so I didn't even tell my parents I wrote a book. My mom, my mom's like, so I said, did you get the book? She's like, I still can't get my head around it. What is it? (laughs) I wrote a book. And she's like, I got that. When? (laughs) When Um,
0: did you write Over (laughs) the last
1: four years. And and that's something that, that, Helped us be successful was that we took our time with it and we kept tweaking things until we felt like it was right. (laughs) And even I had a real hair back at the end, being like, "Stop making edits." Once I got it, it's good. good.
2: Once I got it, I couldn't. We were on the plane ride home, and I was still editing. She's like, "Put it down, put it down, (laughs) stop editing."
0: Every author that I have ever met, and I believe any author you would ever ever interview, up to J.K. Rowling, you know, somebody that that's just got millions and millions of books out there will always go back to their book and find another thing that they can edit or another way they could have said it. And, and I, and I, I think that's part of why writing is such a, an, an amazing process because it's always unfolding and it unfolds in this moment. And then you learn something new in that moment. And then it unfolds again because you now, you know, something new. So it it's a continuity rather than an end all be all. And I think that that's kind of what you experienced, that sense of, I, I could keep editing forever and ever and ever, and there would always be something else to change. But at some point, it's just right. Mm-hmm. It's yep. just right for right now. And, I remember you saying that's us. I yeah. remember
2: you saying in the beginning when I was nervous about you, you go, you know when you know. And and you do. And you know what? For anyone else, that's, anyone that's listening, you can always write another book right like you have more ideas and you have more thoughts you could put them down on paper again
0: said by the person who never thought she could write one you can always write another one
2: (laughs) you you understand the process you have so many ideas you know like but it's you know it's got to be relevant obviously but um i think that if you have something to say just start writing it down put the put all your post-its and your pieces together it's probably a book
0: yeah I think you 're absolutely right. I always say everybody has at least one book in them because they have their story, yeah. their story to tell and to share with whoever is out there and and part of it you mentioned um, part of what is out there is that feeling of vulnerability because you are always aware of that you could be judged, yeah. that somebody is going to critique it, that somebody is you know going to rip it to shreds or whatever they you know you fear that happening. And certainly, that that is part of the risk of any kind of art or anything anything that you put out into the world. You know that there's always somebody out there that's going to find something in it that's wrong. What makes the difference is when there's so many people who read read it and get from it what you wanted them to get from it. They're not critiquing it; they're absorbing it because it's what exactly what they needed to hear. Right. And those are the people that you want. to to see that book. What has been your response from those people in your life, the people who have read it and, you know, have, have had a chance to put their hands on it now and see it really is a real thing and a beautiful book. Um, what's been the response?
1: I know for me, it's been, it's been amazing. I, as I said, I was running this morning and someone ran by me and she's like, congrats on your book. And, um, uh, people who I, see at school pickup that I may not know their names that, you know, oh, congrats on your book. And anybody who has reached out to us, who are friends, have read the book or have clients who have done the program said, this is it. You know, you guys nailed it. What we keep, we keep hearing, you nailed it. Easy read. Great job. Um, Learned learned a lot.
2: I learned a lot. Yeah. And I think I asked the question just like a different group of people, right? So someone that has done the program that got the book and they read it, I go, I know, did it, did it flow for you? And they said, totally love it. You, you got, I got, you got, you did it. Then I have the people that don't know our program and they read I said, do you understand what I'm saying? And they said, no, I got it. I get what you're saying. To me, that's a success. Yeah. If you never did the program and you could read the book and you know, oh, I get it. That's awesome. And if you, if you have done our program and you really go, oh, it's a nice, neat package, then that's a
1: success. That me. is. That's, that's it's two nice ways to look at it. Right. Definitely. Right. Yeah. It was, it's been, it's been a great response. And everyone really loves the cover. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's great. And remember we struggled with the cover. We were like, what are we going to do? And we tried different options. And um, one of our uh, coaches, Coach Larry said to me, it's probably one of the best covers I've ever seen on a book. He said, it's just a great cover. And it's a genuine, it's cover. A genuine cover. And I think that that having that on the cover, and like, when I look at that picture, I smile because I remember the moment that picture was taken I and was trying to listen
2: it. To I got to be honest you. Right before that was taken, my, thank God we have a great photographer and a great friend sitting next to me because once again I'm really not good in front of the camera. I'm getting better, but <laughs> I mean they were great. I mean you, you shoot, I mean Lori literally was just like make like would make me laugh and then go turn. Like I mean <laughs> she she knows what she's dealing with. But I think in that moment I think it was a real live moment. I think It, it was, was so
1: genuine. It was a true picture. It was, a, genu- it was yeah. a true genuine picture. And I think that when you try to force a fake picture or force something that is not real. People, people will see through that at some point. Yeah,
0: I agree wholeheartedly. And as soon as that, for those of, that are listening who actually can't see the cover, um, I should fill in the gap there. It's a picture of the two of them and they're making some food and, and, uh, you know, standing in a kitchen clearly, and they just have their arm wrapped around each other and are laughing. And you can see <laughs> that they're just so happy to be together. They're enjoying what they're doing. It's a beautiful, genuine shot. Exactly. Uh, and as soon as we saw that picture um, we started figuring out how we could incorporate it. And it, it, I agree with Larry, it's one of the most beautiful covers certainly that we've done um, as scriptor. It's just a great, great photo. So if that isn't enough to make you guys want to look up the book, um, yeah. um, but, but it is, it's a, it's a beautiful cover and it's, you know, if, if books can be judged by their cover, this is a fantastic book. You. Um,
2: you made it so easy for us. You know, all of my fears you, you took away. Lori helped me take away. Lori was confident and had had her umbrella. She, she knew it. And I, I was still like, you know, ducking. And I think that you made it seamless for us. And all the, my the, hard, the, the the roadblocks were taken away.
1: And that's what, so my husband also used to call me the 99% girl. He'd be like, you do stuff 99% and then you don't take the leap. And I think, you know, part of that comes from being scared, part of from going as a entrepreneur into the unknown, uh, fear of failing, fear of having somebody, you know, make a negative comment about it. And he would always say to me, you know, put your thick skin on and let's go. He's like, you know, you want this, take that next step. And you certainly, Scriptor certainly helped us take that next step into the unknown and really gave us the confidence. It was great.
0: It was, great. It was great. Well, I certainly appreciate all those compliments. And obviously it's why we created Scripter. We wanted to be the, the the place you can go so that you can get rid of those roadblocks. Yeah. But I say that knowing that the work was yours. Yeah. You guys yeah. did a ton, a ton, a ton of work to make this happen. And it was over four years in its own way in in growing. My question for you now and and for the listeners is those people who are now intrigued and want to see the cover of this book and want to read this six week program and get the education and talk more about how they can change their life. Where do they get the book?
1: They can purchase it on Amazon. It's shrink your body, grow your mind and and it's it's prime shipping. So they should get their prime shipping. And once you um, purchase the book and dive into the book, there is links into the book for a back end of our website that has additional uh, printouts that are in the book. So you don't have to write in the book if you don't want to, but you can print out copies of measurement charts and grocery lists. And we have some recipes up there and, um, teach you how to do your measurements and that kind of thing properly. So there's more education to it than just that book. You have that other additional page in there to link into. And that also could link into our six week program that will be going live next week that you can purchase online and be able to do that program anytime it complements the book.
2: And in the future, when we actually do our live lives, where you have contact with us directly, like weekly phone calls and your own private Facebook page with the group that's currently in the challenge. So those, we always, it just keeps you, keeps you in the loop with what's happening, because we always have some sort of pop-up program happening just to keep you in and focus and keep on learning and mm-hmm. keep moving forward in the right direction. So there's always some way to get involved.
0: And if somebody just wants to find out more about you guys, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Um, our website is cleancutfit.com and, um, we have all our information up there, our contact information, our bios, what's going on with our new programs, our latest programs coming up. So we also do a live show on Thursdays around noon, um, on our Facebook page, which is clean cut fitness nutrition
0: on Facebook. And you're doing one coming up. You said today, what's the topic today? Go? Yeah, we're we'll probably
1: be closer to 1230, but we are doing one today on, um, Barbecues, how to go to a barbecue and be healthy, um, clean cocktails, um, and making good choices at barbecues through the summer. So apparently, Laura and I are having a liquid lunch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: No, I need quinoa
2: salads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if you prepare, you'll be all set.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so I talk to you guys all day. It's always fun to get a chance to get the two of you together. Your energy is contagious. And I think people that are listening can feel that. They can feel the love you guys have for each other and the passion for what you're doing. I, so it's a pleasure to, to just have a few minutes to talk to you today, and, and I look forward to seeing you again at a retreat soon. But before we close up, it's something that I do at the end of every recording um, of my podcast is ask you what the phrase, it just takes one, means to you. And I'm going to give you both a chance to answer that because you'll each have your own separate response. So Lori, what does it just takes one mean to you?
1: So I think it just takes one means, it just takes one opportunity, one moment to make that change, to make the pivot, or for somebody to come into your life to give you that that one minute of confidence that pivots you in the other way, you know. It only takes one person to say the right thing to you or to make you feel comfortable, or you know, one one thing that happened to you that changes your life, that just makes you makes make you pivot in the direction of the success. And I think that that's what happened with us here. We, we were working at this, working at this. There wasn't a right time. Something was happening. And then all of a sudden, that one moment where we're like, we can do this. You know, I think everything falls into place. So just one moment in time can really change your life. And I just really believe that. I really believe the truth in that.
0: Awesome. I believe it as well. Karen, what about you? What does it mean to you?
1: So what does it mean to me? So
2: I... Um, My head immediately went to fear, right? So getting over one of your fears or facing a fear head on could actually give you that confidence to make the next move and then conquer the next fear. Because I think a lot of decisions that I made in life or didn't make in life were due to fear. Like you feel paralyzed by it. And I think when you finally do it and you realize on the other side it's actually not that scary, that you want to do it again. And it just makes you grow and makes you become the person that you're supposed to be, right? So the more the more you conquer your fears, the stronger you become and the more you learn about yourself and you see what it
1: looks like on the other side and you're not paralyzed by it anymore. So and that's realize I that if you conquer that fear and it still didn't go your way, it's still going to be okay. It's still going to be okay. Like it, it's a learning experience. Yeah, you live to tell. Getting over that that hump of... Yeah. It only takes one person and one moment in your life yeah. to, to pull you over. It. Yeah,
2: yeah. And whether it's a physical fear, fear, or it's an emotional fear, or it's you know getting in front of a camera fear, or whatever your fear mm. may be, but that fear gets bigger and bigger inside of you, and it sort of can take over. So I think conquering the fear, so that monster inside gets smaller, just gets you bigger. So that's where my head. Went. Yeah. So go for it is what I think go for it to say. <laughs>
1: Jump off the cliff. <laughs>
0: shrink your body and grow your mind. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much. Both of you. I, again, I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today and any of you listeners out there, feel free to go and grab their book and get enrolled in their six week program, follow up with them. They've got great things coming and I wish you all the best.
1: Thank you, Thank Kelly. You. Thanks for having us.
0: All right. Have a good day.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Bye. And there you have it, Lori and Karen, the authors of Shrink Your Body, Grow Your Mind. And I know you could hear and feel their passion for what they're doing. There were just a couple of ideas that I want to reiterate before I close out this episode. I think they're important, and so I just wanted to come back around to them before we end the show. The first is about food. As they both said, it's the energy source for your body. And because of that, what you put into your body is what you will get out. Eating healthy, clean, unprocessed foods will help you think more clearly, handle situations more effectively, be more present in the moment, make your days go more smoothly, and overall, just make you feel better. I want to point that out because food and watching what you eat isn't just about weight loss, it's about life gain. I also thought their last moments on the show were thought-provoking. One step forward can help you move through fear, they said. One action can help you gain momentum. And in their case, one friendship can change your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you take something away from it that will help you make your life even better. Thank you for joining us. And now I'm going to turn it back to you as... I encourage you to go out and be the one. I have one more quick thought before I go today. I want to send a huge shout out and thank you to my son Marcus Corisanti. You may not know that he is actually the one behind the scenes making these podcasts so great. He produces them, and he also composed and recorded the theme music that we use on the podcast. So he has a huge role in making sure that these episodes get out and that they are as great as they are, and I just want to send out a huge thank you to him. It's a pleasure as a mother to be able to work with your son. It's also very humbling when you recognize that your children know way more than you know, (laughs) as it should be. But thank you, Marcus, for all the work that you put in. We all appreciate it. On our next episode, I'm going to be interviewing our youngest author from Scripture Publishing Group. She is 16 years old, and she's going to share her story on our next episode. So stay tuned. It's coming soon.